When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Gerard, right, found out tonight. Nothing, player. We mustn't forget that it's been raining, so the pitch is quite. It's been raining. What's the goalie doing? Have we seen the moment pass? But it might have happened. Let's hope not. Hulahan. Inviting his there! Hello and welcome back to Junkie Joe Joyce's favourite football podcast, the Barstoolers podcast. We're back again. We're in a somewhat um, reliable upload schedule at the minute, so hopefully we can keep that up. We're all back at college at the minute, so that's a bit difficult to do that. Uh, But I am your host, Connell. I'm joined as ever by my co-hosts, Ronan and Michael. Uh, And today we're going to be chatting about a lot of things. We're going to be talking about all the big teams in Europe losing. We're going to talk about Watford sacking another manager, uh, an Ireland player being anti-vax, uh, a potential Newcastle takeover being back on, uh, and we're going to be previewing the Ireland's fixture against Azerbaijan, the World Cup qualifier, amongst other things, as well as the Neil Warnock Award and Matthew Flamini quiz. So it's a bumper episode of the podcast. Um, so just make sure to go over to Twitter and Instagram on our socials and follow us over there. Uh, as we'll be putting up the polls for the Neil Warnock Award. So, yeah, I think that's the housekeeping out of the way. Uh, what's the crack, lads? Have you been on the pints at all? I was out since we recorded last week. I was out on Thursday. And I had fear for the first time in a long, long time. And it's not something I'd wish on any man. And then we were out on Monday. We went to the Harcourt Bar, formerly known as D2. And it was whack. Oh, we, were, gone, it? we were the only people there. And the mm. bouncer at the door was like, oh, it's 23s. <laughs> like when I say we were the only people there, it was 
six of us and one elf fell eating his dinner. <laughs> and then after that, we went to the bleeding horse. That was good crack. So I think that's my pointing for the week done. Yeah, I'm still shook from last Thursday. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, we knew it was bad. Like you, know, you didn't send anyone anything bad, but you had about 15 Snapchat stories up. And there were loads of them that were just pictures that you're meant to be like class. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's standard fare, but there was just there was too many of them. Oh, once you dude. once you put up more than two stories from a night out, you know you're you're not well. It's part of the fun. Yeah, I didn't go to too much. I had my obviously my brother's getting married next week over in Cyprus. So I don't know what you're gonna do for the podcast next week, but I won't be here. Um but we had kind of like a going away thing because I didn't really have an engagement party so we had that on the Saturday but oh, I was working till like 11 so it was fairly tame for myself everybody else there was absolutely smashed though um, yeah great I know Graham's father-in-law was was absolutely loving it he was on a he was on a good one <laughs> Every, everyone was to be honest it was it was good crack but unfortunately I was there I did try to catch up but I arrived two days to the party to yeah, so I'd say being hit, sober. Hit, hit, hit mixer levels of the fear. Uh, I'd say being sober at a family function like that is uh, an eye opener. Oh, big time. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. <laughs> I was uh, good, yeah, I'm just trying to think if I was. I actually don't think I was. I'm living a very boring life at the minute. Just just college and watching football. That's about it. I am on the pints tomorrow, though. So hopefully, have some, some good stories from that. Um, but getting into the actual. Uh, main event of the episode talking about the football I said at the top of the show that basically every big team in Europe lost it was mental Atletico bet Barcelona Real Madrid lost PSG lost Bayern Munich lost uh, and that's the one we're going to be talking about mainly Um, so Ronan you're watching the Bayern game you were on duty for the Bundesliga what what happened there? Uh, It was actually a really good match I was watching the other day um, it was on Sky Sports and it was actually really entertaining. I just stuck it on because I was waiting for the... Oh, I don't know if that was on before the Liverpool match or not. I can't say that. Uh, hold on, no. I, I was watching the other day. It was just on Sky Sports and I was doing nothing else. So I just stuck it on. And it was quite entertaining. few crazy saves. No, Kevin Trapp made one from... Mm. I think Lewandowski. it was Lewandowski. Yeah. yeah, it was absolutely mental. And they, even Neuer made a few crazy saves, even though it was actually Neuer's mistake in the end, caused by her in the game. Um, it was actually mad when I was looking at the table. That was Frankfurt's first win of the season, but they've only lost once. They've got one win, five draws, one loss. Uh, strange start to the season for them. I'm not going to pretend I know a massive amount about what's going on in the Bundesliga season. The only team I've really been following is Greuther Firth, and they are bottom at one point from seven. And I believe they have the youngest team in Bundesliga history, so... I don't have much hope for them because I kind of adopted them when everybody was adopting their uh, German teams last year. I decided to be hip and cool and go for a Bundesliga 2 team right to because they have the uh, Shamrock on their crest. Yeah, a good game though. Um, I'll be honest, like I was kind of passively watching it, but some world-class saves and yeah, just good to see Bayern actually lose a match because they'll walk the league anyway. And Neuer had an absolute mare for that second goal, to be fair. But uh, just a quick shout-out before we go on to St. Pauli, who are top of Bundesliga too. So uh, could be kicking it with the big boys next season. That's uh, I certainly hope they will be. Um, I watched... be a massive day for the socialists of their Man Union Berlin are in the, in the Bundesliga next season. Absolutely. Man. Are Hamburg in the Bundesliga? 
Uh, no. no, I don't think so. No, Hamburg have bought a promotion like no, no, should, should have bet them. I think three 0 a couple of weeks ago, sent out early. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, obviously they're in the same division. Um, I was watching a bit of PSG against Rennes, and Rennes won two 0 PSG, to be fair, weren't really that bad defensively. They were pretty poor. Nuno Mendes was pretty bad. Again, I've only watched that man three times, and he was bad two of them. And it's Nuno Melch. On the bench, uh, and he uh, they drew the other one against Bruges. So uh, apparently he's amazing, but I'm not seeing it so far. Uh, but going for PSG were class. Messi hit the free uh, hit the bar with a free kick. Went very close with another one. Mbappe had a bit of a mare up front, but he was getting the chances. Um, yeah, look, PSG. I don't think I actually think they might struggle in the Champions League a bit. They're looking pretty poor, but in the Uber Eats, they're you know they're going to steamroll it. Uh, lost to Ren or or not. I was also watching a bit of Atletico against Barcelona because I'm enjoying the shit show that is Barcelona at the minute. And it was very, very bad from Barcelona. Atletico weren't even that good. There was just so much space in behind. Thomas Lamar got in behind for the first one. Pique was absolutely nowhere. Pretty similar goal for the second one. Suarez got in behind. Nowhere near him. Your man... Ronald Araujo, is that how it's pronounced? Young centre-back. He was very, very bad. And it was pretty easy for Atletico. That was 2-0 after about 40 minutes. And in the second half, they just took their foot off the pedal. There was just nothing to be done. So I think Mixer may well be proven right. Barcelona may not get Champions League football. They're, they're, not, they're absolute visionary, so I am. They got absolutely cocked by Benfica there in the Champions League as well. What was it, 3-0? Oh, I was training yeah. and like it should have been more like Benfica were just doing like, disgraceful things. So, and they had um, a tweet up the other day reporting all their losses from the the last year, and that was today. They're was, gonna was, get liquidated. Yeah. <laughs> they're the, an absolute shit show of a, of an organization. It's so crazy. I was, reading, I was reading. Was it? I I can't remember who wrote it. Um. But it was an ethical article anyway, and they were doing like all their finances. They have to cut their revenue on the wages by something like five hundred million this season. Like it's it was it was something like nearly seven hundred million last year, and they have to cut down to two hundred million for for next season, um, which is I think similar to what Aston Villa and Everton are paying wages. Like that's the level that Barcelona have gone down to. Uh, yeah, this was always going to happen to Barcelona with players like Luke De Jong and Braithwaite leading front line. I like the defense is shocking as well. Like, what well, PK's on his deathbed, no harm to him. And then um, Teddy's uh, on silly money. I think uh, not, not a footballer. Arujo, no one's ever heard of him. Um, Sergino Dest is all right. The Alaba is also. Frankie de Jong is Barcelona's only good player. He's been yeah. absolutely wasted. He's going to get a big money move in the summer. He's mm. gone. Real Madrid come calling, he'll go to the noisy neighbors. Be class between no, him no, he'll, he'll, and he'll be, bought, he'll be bought by um, you know, and then you'll just be made to sit on the bench. It's only he's clear of everyone, and then Pedri and Ansu Fati. But apart from that, like everyone else in that Barcelona team is finished. If they're not going to get any money for Pedri because he's only got one year left in his contract, I think. So if he goes next season, ah, well, I don't know if they do tribunals over there, but yeah, yeah um, probably but they're not going to get a lot of money for him. Memphis is a good player as well, but like, if he's your kind of your your franchise player, as the Americans would say, then you're in a bit, you're struggling a bit. Like, a bit of a pickle, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, we probably shouldn't come too much on that because we're, we're simply not prepared to really talk about Barcelona's financial state at the minute. Um, but uh, Real Madrid as well lost to Espanyol. That in itself mightn't be too bad, but it came a couple of days after they lost to Sheriff of Transnistria. Not Moldova, of course. Um, that strike, we won't talk about it too much because it's over a week ago when this podcast is A bit of a bullet. Oh my yeah. And the bad thing is, it's like they didn't even really go mental. Yeah, I saw I the, the, the highlights come off and they were kind of like, no. oh yeah, we're just after meeting Madrid. You'd think there'd be limbs close on the pitch, but it was relatively tame for Sheriff they, they, beating Real Madrid. They, be, they, they played bigger football clubs and not beating them. Like they couldn't beat them to arc. It's, it's, <laughs> that's, the, that's the one they want to be winning. Beating uh, Sheriff isn't for everyone to quote that Twitter meme that's been done to death. Um, but I think that's about it. Do you want to comment on the Liverpool City game? It's just this will come out on Thursday, so it's kind of old news at this stage. But if you want to say something, yeah, I just have one thing to say Mo Salah's best player in the world. Oh, sorry, the joint yes, man of the match. Yes. Disgrace. Oh, my goodness. It should have been Bernardo Silva, first of all. Fucking joint man of the match. There's this like picture on Twitter. Uh, I presume it's two lads and a gang and one has the red <laughs> bandana and the other has the blue and they're both holding up at the same time. That's exactly what that was. Sky Sports have gone crazy with power. A joint man the match. Get out of here. I'm not for this. Never I didn't even see, but, did, but did, did they get to do the joint interview? No. No. I was looking forward. I was hoping like, there'd be a joint interview that they turned to the phone. I was like, well, what about this man's goal today? Like, I think that would have been awful. They I did don't that think before. they're allowed to do it with COVID. Yeah. Something about the bubbles or something. There was one of oh. Bellerin with, I think it was Hazard a couple of years ago. Someone brought up, which was quite a strange one. Giant man but, um, That's the main takeaway from that game. But yeah, I believe we'll talk a little bit more about that game in uh, a section later on. Um, but just very quickly as well, Claudio Ranieri is the new Watford manager. They sacked the manager that nobody uh, bothered to remember the name of. And Ranieri's in here for um, about two months before he gets... Was it Mon- Monyaz, Oscar Mon- Monaz? Sis- Sis- Cisco, Cisco Monyaz. Monyaz. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Dilly ding, dilly dong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're still getting relegated, aren't they? I, I, yeah, I, well, we I, if you Foster. told me, if you told me Cisco Monyaz had been the manager there for the last 10 years, he could have been any one of the managers that have been sacked in the last 10 years, to be honest. Yeah. They're just faceless, nameless, Italian, Spanish, Portuguese. The, the worst I, part I, of it is... Watford are fifteenth. They are above above Leeds, <laughs> and they've sacked their manager already. Genuinely shocked and appalled, Philippe Giovanni wasn't given a job. I just screams Watford. Yeah, I mean to go in for. I mean they may as well because it barely matters who they appoint. Like again, Ranieri. Ranieri's nearly seventy, but it doesn't matter who they appoint because he won't be there for more than the season anyway. Well, yeah, Ranieri's got Ranieri's gone by Christmas. Yeah, probably, probably. And then the, the only thing that you'd be hopeful for or something that would give you hope as a Watford fan is this Mela Sauer. Mm. And the end of the season, he is definitely going to be gone. Your man, Emmanuel Dennis, seems quite good as well, to be fair. Yeah, no, but Sauer he did, he did the He did the C against um, mm. Real Madrid a few years ago when Ronaldo was playing, I think. I actually forgot about that. I remember watching that game, not even seeing him do that, and then someone brought up that clip after... Was it... Towns ended at the weekend, so yeah, or was it Dennis scored or something? So somebody brought up that clip. Yeah, I was like, ah, yes, I remember him doing that. Yeah, 
And uh, just very quickly, uh, we'll talk more about Ireland later on, but Callum Robinson has uh, come out and basically, he didn't tell people not to get the vaccine, but uh, he came out and said that he was one of the Ireland players who is not vaccinated. Um, and that just made me think, who are the others who didn't get vaccinated? James McLean. There's no chance he's vaccinated. Not a, not a chance. Him and Aaron Connolly think spoons stick to your arm. Do, 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 the only thing that runs through James McLean's bro- blood is the rod. Like, that's it. He wouldn't let anything else into it. Let me actually have a look at this Aaron squad and I'll tell look, you. He's an idiot and I don't agree with Callum Robinson at all, but I kind of feel sorry for him that he's getting the shit storm for this because there is eight of them that haven't got vaccinated. It's just he's the one who's come out and said he hasn't got it yet. Yeah, I mean, he's stupid enough to come out and say it. But again, Callum yeah. Robinson, like, he's kind of quick and he's kind of skillful, but I mean, Somebody... he's also shit, so I don't really feel <laughs> was, any sympathy were, for him. There was a reply to that tweet from when he was at press and it was like, this is the kind of intelligence you're dealing with. And they asked, it was like, what was 20% of 40? And he held up his answer, it was 32. No brother. Oh yeah, he shouldn't have said it. Um, I I don't know who else isn't like who else is in that squad. I reckon I don't know too much. Harry about James Collins. Yeah. Oh Harry yeah, Arthur. he's a big Tory. Doesn't, oh, he no doesn't way. have it. Um, looking here. Jeff Hendrick definitely doesn't have it. Mark Travers is just quietly judgmental of the people who haven't. Yeah, he's, like um, I wouldn't say there's too many. Too many that wouldn't have us, but I guess we're only speculating, you know. It's in single it's really, figures anyway. It is really weird. Like, there's a lot of like absolute, like, I think it's like all down to this, like crack sports science. It's like you can't put anything in your body that isn't supposed mm. to be in your body. That's granite jacker. Yeah. Like, they're, they're complete freaks. Like, oh. it's all these like sports nutritionists that's that just like you can't put anything near your body that has anything close to a carb or sugar in it. You have to eat, I don't know, sawdust. It's the only thing that's good for you. No apple crumble, Ronaldo. No, no ketchup. No ketchup. Ketchup or no ketchup. Yeah, that's a big divisive issue. I remember Rio Ferdinand was really pissed off with David Moyes for banning ketchup. It's like that. Rio, that was not the biggest problem. Um, yeah, I think we've we've done a, a very roundabout, a very quick stop uh, visit of the weekend's football because. Uh, there is no time again to quote Gordon Ramsay. This podcast will be raw. I simply do not have the time to edit this. Uh, so I think before we get on to the Ireland preview of the Azerbaijan game, perhaps we'll start with the Neil Warnock Award uh, for general heroness. Last week's winner was Emiliano Martinez. Uh, I think there was only, I, I alluded to that last week on the podcast. There was only ever going to be one winner last week. That was just. Top shithousing, as simple as. Um, Ronan, do you want to get us started uh, with your nomination? Uh, can we do a joint Neil Walker up in the ward for Salah and Foden? Shut up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have two. I was going to say Martin Tyler because I was quite impressed with how many Bond references he managed to get in during that Liverpool City game. He, needs to, James, be, he needs to be shot. Uh, honestly, I think, there was, I think there was one time James Milner went down or James Milner made contact with someone outside the box and it was either a dive or didn't look like a dive. He said, James, num- number seven, no time to dive. I was ready to throw my TV out the window. Um, but I'm I'm going to say uh, Finn Harps, Tunde Owalabi, because he is just absolutely tearing up at the minute. I was surprised. I think he's only got like eight goals in the League of Ireland this season, even though he seems to score two goals every single week. 
But obviously, unfortunately, he's going twice against Dundalk this week. Um, I think he, sc- he scored like four goals against Dundalk in the last month. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for him. Also, Finn Harps are now sponsored by Pie Face, I think. I don't know. I think it's like an esports thing. Actually, uh, Babatunde uh, Olabi was uh, someone that I also considered, but he isn't my shout. Oh, yeah. So I had completely forgot about the Neil Warnock Award until we started recording. And I was initially going to go for Andros Townsend because um, he made a show Ronaldo. But then I was thinking Suarez bagged against Barcelona and he was taking the piss out of Coleman in the stands on the phone because last season, uh, Coleman rang and was like, yeah, sorry, mate, you're not going to be good enough. You're getting, you're getting released at the end of the season. And Suarez goes six a goal past past his old team, celebrate like he did against Liverpool. He is just the epitome of the Neil Warnock Award. He is a bastard, and he loves it. And my nomination, I was pretty close to going for Antonio Candereva because he scored an absolute screamer for Sampdoria at the weekend. But rather, there's only one man who can win this award this week for me. It was the Super Classico at the weekend, Boca Juniors against River Plate. 15 minutes in, Marcus Rojo, former Manchester United player, Marcus Rojo gets a yellow card. Standard fare. You know, it's a big derby. There's, uh, there's a lot of uh, adrenaline going on, going through the players. You know, Marcus Rojo, he's, he's a full-blooded player. He's going to get a yellow card. One minute later, he gets another one. He goes in two-footed on a River Plate player. And, of course, he gets sent off after 16 minutes. And uh, I just think that was... Beautiful. Uh, as I said in my United chat, the more things change, the more things stay the same. I thought that was beautiful. And what do you expect from a man who cannot make toast? Yeah, very true. I think he actually put up something on his Instagram not too long after that with like proper toast. So he knows about the meme, which is quite funny. Uh, yeah. So this week's nominations are uh, Marcus Rojo, Luis Suarez and Babatunde Oulabi of Finn Harps. So those uh, polls will go up on our Twitter and Instagram, so make sure to vote for your winner. Um, so I suppose this is really the main event of the episode, really. Ireland are back up again at the international break, and they've only actually got one World Cup qualifier. They are playing Azerbaijan in Baku on Saturday uh, before going on to play Qatar on Tuesday or something like that, but that's just a friendly. Um so I suppose before we get onto any starting 11s or anything, you know, what's your take on Ireland at the minute? Are you happy with the progress you've been seeing? Because two games unbeaten, come on, lads, uh, and some very good performances against Serbia from an extremely young team. I mean, like, I don't know what Irish fans are expecting because when you look at the the team selection, like, it's not like Stephen Kenny has the world and his mother to pick from. Like the pool of Irish players at the minute is not very good, and he's doing the best as what he can. Like this is probably the worst Ireland squad I've ever seen. Anyways, like if people are like, "Oh, Martin O'Neill, he got Euro 16, 2016. That squad was considerably better. This one is is ass. But I think Stephen Kenny is doing well with what he's got, and in the next five years, hopefully Ireland have a good team because there's a lot of good young players coming through. But I mean. If my aunt had balls, she'd be my uncle, but she doesn't, so she's not. So we 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 won't know, you know. Yeah, again, it's it's like he, I can't remember who's even missing from this squad. I think Nathan Collins is in it, is he? Or is yeah, he still he missing? Is, he's, he's in it. 
well, I just there was one or two players missing. Is Coleman still missing? Col- Coleman's ace and oh, who's the other player? I don't. Coleman's out anyway. Yeah, like I was, I was, I was, I was writing an article on this for the college paper, whether you're Kenny in or Kenny out, and I was like, well, there's no point getting rid of him. I know you did the article as well for us. I was like, there's no point getting rid of him because what's what's the alternative? It's like you go for someone like you go back for Mick McCarthy or you go for someone like Sam Allardyce who were just going to go back to playing the YR and always play like Stephen Kenny says um, Stephen said, said before the Serbia game I think it was you know if you he was giving it you know saying it's not my job people saying it's not my job to develop the game in Ireland it's just my job to get results and yet that'll beat the teams that you're supposed to beat but you'll never beat the teams you strive to beat I don't know we have to be realistic this is probably the worst Ireland squad we've had since the 70s. Like, it's pretty shocking. Um, and look, we're never going to win a World Cup, but we're never going to get close to being regulars in major tournaments unless we try to develop the game because clearly the game's moved on and we're not going to get any better by just staying or we're not going to get to go to um, major tournaments by staying the way Ireland been playing. So which is why he's right. It's like, yeah, we might get to the 2024 Euros, but then we're back to square one where we're going to be shit again for another six or seven years. The, the crop of players we have now isn't great, but there's a lot of young players there coming through who will hopefully develop. Even some of the players that are there already have seemed to be getting better under Kenny. Like Shane Duffy looks like a new man. John Egan's playing well for us. Even Matt Doherty's playing well for us. Like it's, And Matt Doherty's been shocking for the last 18 months. No harm from him. So... Look, I think Kenny claimed the goal was always 2024. I don't know whether that's just saving face or not, but I think it's right to say that 2024 should have always been the goal if it wasn't anyway, because I don't. I think with this squad, the World Cup was unrealistic. Yeah, Obviously, that, we should, should have been playing a wee bit better, but... Yeah, I'd be... You both kind of said that it's the worst Ireland team in years, and I, I fundamentally do agree with that, but I'd, I'd also be a bit hesitant to say it as well because it's definitely a more talented squad. It's just the age profile of the team. You've got quite a few ageing players, and then you've got absolute kids. You know, Bizunu started last game, Amabama Dele, Ida, players like that. So it's definitely a very talented squad, but in terms of being ready to win games... Yeah, it is the worst since the 70s. But I also don't think we should spend too much time talking about Kenny in, Kenny out, because there was a, a like a, a polling organisation, a survey organisation. Uh, I'm not sure what they're called. It's kind of the equivalent of a Red Sea poll, going asking people, are they Kenny in or Kenny out? And presumably they did this with at least a few hundred Irish supporters or people of the Irish public. It could have been your auntie who was asked in the street about this. Um, so it does actually gave a good uh, representation of how the country's feeling about Kenny. And it was 80% Kenny in. So I don't think we should spend too much time entertaining the likes of Damien Delaney, who was on off the ball. There. He is a bollocks. I despise Damien Delaney. Oh, but he, he, he was staring off the ball saying that, you know, Kenny, you know, he, he should really be let go. Ireland should switch to a more orthodox formation and start with James Collins against Azerbaijan. Oh, and it's, it's just shocking. And as you alluded to Ronan in the article I wrote about strive uh, you know you'll never beat the teams you strive to beat absolutely because even if Kenny Kenny could get go in and uh, pick someone like Kieran Westwood as a goalkeeper 
you could go in and pick Keon Clark. I don't think Keon Clark's gotten a squad in over a year. You know, he's playing regular Premier League football. But if you play those types of players, Ireland are still not qualifying for the World Cup in 2022. There's absolutely no way. So he is sacrificing this campaign and possibly even the next to get to, you know, hopefully 2026. And he might ultimately pay the price for that. Um, And even if he does, I'm still kind of okay with that because he's putting us in a better position for the future. And if we have to go and get a more um, a more typical FAI appointment, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll still be good by 2026 is what I'm trying to say. So Kenny there or not in 2026 doesn't matter as much as the development he's given the players at the minute. You could probably look at it in the same way that you can view Solskjaer. Solskjaer was a brilliant transitional manager for United. But the argument that he's not good enough now is probably understandable. And United may well be better off going and getting a more proven manager to take us over the line for winning trophies. That could end up being the situation with Kenny and the FEI. But for the minute, he's doing a brilliant job. And we've got some really promising players and things are looking up. Stephen Kenny's thinking about the fans for qualifying for these World Cups. Winter World Cup in Qatar. It's going to be shit crack. The Euros are in Germany. That'll be unbelievable. Next Euros, the men on the tear for a month in Germany. And then the next World Cup, I'm pretty sure it's in the States. In Canada and Mexico in the States. Like, that'd be unbelievable going over for that. He only That's, loves it. He knows what oh, he's doing. He's a visionary. Can you, can you imagine Irish fans in Mexico? Like, half we're, we're booking home. off work for that. Half of them are coming home in body bags. Like... But even the Euros in, in Germany would be savage. Oh, unbelievable. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, I, th- I think that's the general discussion of the Ireland situation at the minute. But um, if you're going for a starting 11s, Ronan, have you got a starting 11 prepared? Or do you want to I, just do one off the top of the dome? I didn't get one prepared, but I'm looking now. So I'm thinking with Bazzuto and Ness, obviously. Um, the Hardy right back, Duffy and Egan centre-halves. Oh, he's only played three at the back, wasn't he? Duffy, Egan, and I'm going to say Collins because I'm Bamba Daddy's there, but I just think Collins. You could go Collins or I'm Bamba Daddy, but I'm saying Nathan Collins, third set to have, and then probably Ryan. Actually, Ender Stevens is there, so we'll probably go Ender Stevens at left back because the other options there are Ryan Manning or James McLean, who I've seen many times as podcast is past it. Uh, midfield doesn't look fantastic. Um, I would probably go Josh Cullen. Oh, that midfield! Oh, it's not great at all, is it? Does he know it? Uh, Harry Arta has to get in there, he's the best player in the world, man. I'd probably go Cullen and Cullen and this is very much my dog why he's coming out but Jamie McGrath I thought he was very good against Portugal and in the front three I would probably go for Conley because you kind of have to Ida and Callum Robinson yeah honestly like I couldn't really disagree with any of the positions that you have there either mine would be very very similar if not identical maybe instead of Jamie McGrath or instead of Collins or Cullen you have like Jeff Hendrick or or Connor Hurrahan but like even still I can't I, really I, disagree I, with anything else I'm a massive fan of Josh Cullen 
he was fucking shocking against was it Azerbaijan the last game? He was absolutely oh, awful. Yeah. I saw was Malumbi like again. I'm a big fan of Malumbi, but God, he was not good. Like, like I was just saying, our midfield options for this one are Colin Hendrick, Hurin, Arthur, Jamie McGrath, and Jason Knight. Because not fantastic. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Will Keane's being called up for the first time. Um, I don't think he'll really. He might get some minutes against Qatar. But he almost certainly will. I don't know if he'll play against Azerbaijan. Uh, he well, was a striker. He, he was a striker, but he, he plays more as a number ten now. Um, yeah, I'd have Jamie McGrath in behind Anti Vax himself, uh, Calm Robson, and who else? It's probably stick with Edie up top. I wouldn't hate James Collins either. He's a decent goal scorer. Um, and then do you give do you give Troy Power a chance? I I take him off the bench in this game because he's been doing well for MK Dons this season. I think he's up seven very, goals. I think. Very very good form, yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, I probably start either Conley. Yeah, definitely get parrots and minutes, I think, because again, he, he's in form and there's no doubt in his ability. So, why not? He's got a few caps, he's not the most inexperienced at this level. And, so, and, so, yeah. and he has actually has actually scored for Ireland, albeit against the yeah. two goals. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to seeing Amabamadele again because I don't know too much about him, but he was absolutely unreal in Serbia. Um, so yeah, any predictions for that game? I'm gonna go with a 1 0 win to Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> I would have said I won the win the last game as well against Azerbaijan, but that didn't happen. Um one one, I mean not not far off. I'm gonna be optimistic and say one nil as well. Yeah. I can't see this being a demolition derby or anything like that, but I just because Baku it's an L trek to get to might have a bit of an impact on the players, so a one nil for me as well, full house. Yeah, and then just uh, before we stop the Ireland chat, um, I just seen that there was a player called John Joe Finn Benoa, who's an Ireland underage player who's linked to United there, uh, joined the likes of Anselmo Garcia McNulty of oh, Wolfsburg. Is he your man that's at Getafe? Yeah, he, he's the fella yeah, yeah. at Getafe, yeah. Uh, he's linked with Leeds as well, I think. Mm, I've seen, yeah, seen, seen Conor Narsis playing for the under 21s now as well. The, yeah. The lad from Gladbach. He does actually seem like he wants to play for Ireland, to be fair. And what about yeah. that fella from Bayern? Has that ever... Johansson, yeah, he's with Sevilla now. He he managed to get that overturned. That took oh, a good, good while. He definitely yeah. wants to play for Ireland for some reason. But I don't I don't know how good he is, really. He's on loan in Germany at the minute. Fortuna Sittard, he's on loan at. Uh, and also there was a player called up to the under-17s there, I think, called Cristiano Fitzgerald uh, from Boa Vista. So, I mean, I'm all for these unbelievable names. Oh, yeah, and a fella from our hometown, David Odomusu, got a call up to the under-21s as well. It's class. Yeah, very good. Andrew Quinn from Dundalk as well with the under-19s, I think. Uh, he's on loan at Bray at the minute. So, um, yeah, best of luck to all age groups of the Ireland's international teams this weekend. Um, but just before we close out the show, it's time for the Matthew Flamini quiz. So I am the host or the quiz master for this week, and we've got an Irish-centric quiz this week. Three of our questions are to do with the Ireland national team. Oh, for this one... This is why you fought for doing the theme for last week. Oh, that turkey one last week. <laughs> it, oh, that was horrible. I hated every single second of it. For the first question, you may... You probably will need a pen and paper. 
Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give uh, you I 30 seconds to name. I don't. Names. I, I, I'm on my phone, but it's my my notes app. Yeah, fair enough. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm gonna have Hello. to get up this list as well to verify correct answers. So you have a wee word. Yeah, I'll be there. Right, I have, I have the notes app. I promise. I will keep it like this so you can see <laughs> that I have. I just need to get up the actual list of players here. I think I can uh, already guess the question. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. So in the top 20, I want you to name as many players in the top 20 of the all-time Irish appearance holders. So 20 players with the most caps. 30 seconds starting now. Three, two, one. Okay, so we'll just start off and see how many you got. Mixer, how many names do you have? I have one, two, three, four, six. Six. Ronan, how many names do you have? I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten. Okay, so should be a clear winner here, but Ronan, call out your ten players and I'll verify. Uh, Damien Duff. Yes. Both Keens. Both Keens. How could I forget Damien Duff? Oh, is he in the top 20 there? Wait. Roy Keane is not in the top 20. Okay. Uh, Shay Given. Shay Given, yes. Richard Dunn. Um, three. Kevin Kilban. I didn't think that one was. But... Four. Oh, he is. Uh, Aidan McGeady. Five. Uh, Paul McGrath. Six. Uh, Seamus Coleman No Our Ronan's one oh. so Glenn Whelan Seven There we go Okay well yeah. done Ronan you've got I, The first point Yeah I got Shea Given Robbie Keane Kilban I'd Coleman down But he was wrong Richard Dunn Glenn Whelan Yeah You say You weren't sure about Kilban Kilban's fourth 110 caps Yeah but yeah, I was good. I, sure, Rowan, I, I, I'm pretty sure we were at Kilban's 100th appearance for Ireland against Montenegro oh, in Crow Park. I don't know. Yeah, it was someone's 100th appearance, and we were at that game, anyways. Hmm. Um, I was going to say O'Shea as well. I was, I was in the middle O'Shea, of. Like, yeah. How am I forgetting all these? Fucking I was about, boys, I was about to write that down, but then you finished this. Was like, ah, I'll, I'll leave it. I didn't yeah. want to. O'Shea is third with 118. It was a bit surprising. I don't think you'd have that many, but fair enough. Okay, so the second one. This is just quick fire, whoever gets it first. So I'm looking at the screen here to help me um, recognise who gets this first. There's only been one Irish P- uh, winner of the PFA Player of the Year award. Paul McGrath. 1-1, uh, well done. He won the 1993 I actually, I actually PFA Player of the Year. I actually wouldn't have got that either. As well. I, well done. Yeah. That was a quick answer. Very it's a quick, quick fire answer. question, man. Okay, for this next one, I'm thinking about this one. I think the best way to do it is again quick fire because I'm going to ask for a number. The answer will certainly not be something like 10, it certainly won't be something like 200. So you should get it fairly quickly if you just throw out guesses out there. But the three goalkeepers called up to the Ireland team were Gavin Bazunu, Keevan Kelleher, and Mark Travers. What is the combined age of those three keepers? 40. Seven. Six. Whoever gets it first. 
Oh, 47 was uh, 60, 64. 61, 62, 62, 63, 63. 64, 65. Nick, so you got 63. <laughs> well done. That's all answer. Bazunu's 19, Kelleher and Travis are 22. So 63, 2-1 to So This is potentially to win it. Okay, again, this is quick fire. I mentioned Marcus Rojo earlier on the show. He got a red card. I want to know how many red cards he got from Manchester United. Two. Four. Three. One. Zero. Seven. Rolling Six. with zero. What? He what? He never he got sent off. Oh, that's a joke. <laughs> a trick no way. question. Never got a red card. Quan Matty <laughs> no during way. that time. <laughs> no way. Brilliant. That is absolutely scandalous. I'm quite happy with that, to be honest, because the last question is, is fairly good and very topical. So... Claudio Ranieri was appointed at Watford this week. I want to know how many spells he's had at clubs. So it doesn't, so it counts as two clubs if he's been at a club twice. How many spells has he had? 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 16, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Five. Have we not got it? It's more than 21. 22, 23, 24, 25. Rolling with 22. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, my God. That's a rather fraudulent way of getting the quiz, but it works. So no, listen, it's your it. fault. <laughs> so you, you were the one who designed on. these questions. Last week, we should stop doing the number questions. Unless you do like number ones where it's... But those are ones that you one. can guess. The closest one to it. 22. That's what I did because it's fair. This is the corrupt organization, and I'm not here for it. Claudio Ranieri has had I 22 have, jobs in management. I'm going to get up Claudio Ranieri's record here just to, to close off the show. Uh, about six spells at Chelsea, wasn't it? He's actually there for four years. Oh, Connell, we're going to be here all day if you're. Name His 20 odd spells of management career starting in 1986. Vigor Lamentia, Putalona, another spell of Putalona, Cagliari, Napoli, Fiorentina, Valencia, Atletico Madrid, Chelsea, Valencia, Parma, Roma, Inter Milan, Monaco, Greece, Leicester City, Nantes, Fulham, Roma, Sampdoria, Watford. Fuck. Unbelievable. What a career that that what, 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 what a comeback from myself, would you say so? Um, um, unbelievable. But yeah, I think that is just about the end of this week's episode. So we will be back next week, minus Ronan. So we'll have to draft in uh, a co-host, uh, certainly if you want a quiz to, to go ahead. And so, yeah, thanks very much for listening to this episode. Come on, you boys in green, and we'll be back next week. Thank you for listening. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.